You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, Big Blue View? Nick Filato here with my good friend Chris Flum to go over recent New York Giants news. Now, the New York Giants, since the last time we recorded, signed Justin Ellis. He's a defensive tackle, Richie James, a little scatty wide receiver, and Max Garcia, an interior offensive lineman. Chris and I want to watch a little bit more film on Max Garcia before we go over this signing. So we want to talk about something a little bit different today. So we have a few topics we're going to go over. But before we do that, Chris, how you doing, bro? Doing good. Yeah, at least as good as you can for a Monday. It It is Monday, right? It is Monday, and I know these days just kind of blend in with each other. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't really take many days off. I'm in New Jersey right now, and I've been watching Bernard Ryman film for the last two days. <laughs> yeah, well, he does have some fun tape. He does have some fun tape from what I saw, the LSU game and everything. But I want to transition to somebody who is currently on the Giants roster, but I'm not 100% certain how long that will last. That is, of course, James Bradbury, somebody that Dave Gettleman drafted out of Sanford when he was the general manager of the Carolina Panthers. And then he brought to the New York Giants during that 2020 free agent spending spree. And I got to say, it was a huge hit. He had a great 2020 season. 2021 was a little bit down, but now he's in the final year of his deal. And it looks like the Giants are going to be in a position where they have to find a way to shed his salary. And there are three teams that are primarily interested, the Chiefs, Texans, and Colts. Chris, what's your outlook on this entire situation? And do you have any idea what the heck's going to happen? Uh, I... I'm pretty sure Bradbury is not going to be on the Giants this year just because he has a massive cap hit. I, I believe if he, he counts for about $20 million right now, the Giants can say basically create um, a little bit over $11 million of cal- salary cap space if they trade him. And they need that space desperately because even be- before signing Max Garcia, which we don't have the terms of that contract yet again, but there's, things that need to develop before we can talk about it but they had just about two million dollars in salary cap space and they still need about 11 and a half million i'm sorry 12 and a half million to sign their rookie class this year so they that salary cap space has to come from somewhere and bradbury is kind of the biggest remaining chip that the giants can move without mortgaging 2023 and beyond Exactly. And I'm just looking at over the cap right now. Leonard Williams this year is going to count for just north of $27 million against the cap. James Bradbury is second on the team at 21.8. Kenny Galladay, 21.1. And then Adoree Jackson at 15. I mean, that is just a lot of money for some players. Leonard Williams, very valuable player. James Bradbury, valuable player. Galladay did not perform as expected. Hopefully he has a bounce back year in 2022. And I like Adoree Jackson, but that's still a pretty big number for him. And it looks like Adoree Jackson could be the number one cornerback on this team by the end of the week. Now, Chris, if we look at these teams that are reportedly interested, it's the Chiefs, the Colts. That makes sense. 
But then the Texans. <laughs> Texans aren't really in a position right now to compete, but reportedly, according to a lot of outlets, they are interested. Do you have a desired landing spot or a desired trade partner with any of those three teams? Because some have more draft picks than the others. Yeah, from Bradbury's perspective, I hope he lands with either the Chiefs or the Colts. He's a good guy. He's a good player. Yeah, I'd like to see him compete for a divisional title, compete for a playoff berth, maybe even compete for a Super Bowl. And the Chiefs and the Colts are, they're in a win now situation, even though the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. That got them a whole bunch of picks, which they could use to acquire Bradbury. Now, I'm not expecting a first, second round pick, maybe a third round pick. Maybe the Giants can get a bidding war going. The problem is the Giants don't have a whole hell of a lot of leverage right now, just because the rest of the NFL can do math and they know the Giants are in dire straits salary cap wise. The Colts, they don't have a whole lot of trade ammo right now, but they are definitely in a win now, kind of in a win now position where they're trying to keep their playoff window open as long as they can. You know, they acquired Matt Ryan. They've got good players on their roster. They've got a good defense. They've still have a good offensive line. They still have weapons on their, their offense. So they could use Bradbury. The chiefs, obviously the AFC playoffs are still going to run through Kansas city. And Bradbury is a player that I think Steve Spagnuolo could use very well. Yeah. Spags runs like more man coverage than Patrick Graham did, but Bradbury is just a good cover corner and it's really kind of a shame the Giants are in the position they are where they have to move him it is a shame you're 100 percent accurate there and there was another team that wasn't mentioned in these reports and that was the Buffalo Bills and to me that kind of made the most sense from a schematic standpoint they play a lot more zone in Leslie Frazier's system and if you add James Bradbury in that loaded AFC playing next to Trey White who's an even better cornerback and James Bradbury with Poyer and Micah, Micah Hyde on the back end. It's like, dude, that secondary is pretty darn stacked. So I thought the Giants and the Bills would have mutual interests, specifically because Brandon Bean and Joe Shane have worked together. There's a lot of ties between those two organizations. But they weren't mentioned in the report by the Daily News. So I would love for them to enter this conversation because if you throw the Buffalo Bills into this, then that creates more leverage for the New York Giants because you're right. Like you said before, Chris, Giants don't have leverage because every team in the NFL can do math. But if there's a bidding war for James Bradbury, then leverage is created. And maybe it could be a fourth round pick because the other report was the Giants want something more than fifth round, a fifth round pick. And it doesn't look like they're getting that on the open market. Yeah, now I, I was thinking about it. And I think my preferred compensation was I'd be fine with a fifth round pick this year. If Joe Shane could get a bidding war going and maybe get a third round pick, maybe a conditional third round pick in 2023, something that could start out as a third round pick and then depending on performance escalators, move up to a second round pick, that could be ideal, especially if the Giants do move down from the first round this year and acquire a future first round pick because, you know, who knows what what their situation is going to be, they might find themselves in a position where they need to move up for a quarterback in 2023. And having as many picks as you can to package together would just make that easier. 
or, you know, maybe just continue to add talent in 2023 because they will be out of these dire cap straits that they're in and have a pretty nice chunk of change to spend in addition to whatever they can add in the draft this year. Exactly. And before we move on to, I want to go through the draft situation for all three of those teams mentioned in the report. And for the Colts, it's just 42nd is their first pick because of the Carson Wentz fiasco. And now <laughs> Philadelphia has their first round pick joy to the NFC East, but it's 42, 73. Then it goes into day three with 122, 159 and 179. So those are two fifth round picks, but it's not all that appetizing. But if you look at the Texans and the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs have two first-round picks, 29 and 30. Then they have 50 and 62 in the second round. Then they have 94 and 103 in the third round. And in the fourth round, they have 121 and 135. So they have a lot. And then they don't have any other picks until the seventh round where they have four seventh-round picks, which is kind of unique. So maybe the Giants <laughs> even get a seventh-round pick and then maybe one of those fourth-round picks. And then Houston has a bunch of picks as well. They have the three the 13, 37, and then in the third round, they have 68, 80. In the fourth round, they have 107 and 108. So it seems like they're if one of those teams would want to give the Giants one of those picks, you know, in the round 100 range, fourth, fifth round, the Texans don't really make all that much sense because, you know, not a lot of people think the Texans are going to compete. But, hey, crazier things have happened. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, teams can turn around really quickly in the NFL. You know, the the Giants, I think, are a a little bit more of a two-year process just because of how cash-strapped they are this year and how many holes they need to fill. The Texans have a lot of holes to fill, but they also have a lot of resources to do so. You know, they're, as far as I know, they're in a pretty good salary cap position. They could take on Bradbury's salary and they, they do have all of those draft picks. If they believe in Davis Mills, you know, they could, okay, they're probably not going to compete in the AFC because the AFC is loaded right now, but they could at least take steps towards being able to compete before James Bradbury is too old to be a contributor. Absolutely. And speaking of competing in a loaded AFC, the New England Patriots seem to have interest in a former Giant, somebody that I feel like we all respected when he was on the New York Giants, and that is Jabril Peppers. He went in on a visit with the New England Patriots, and he's obviously rehabbing that ACL. He could be ready for the season. I'm not sure if that's fully determined quite yet. But what is your inclination with Jabril Peppers visiting the Patriots? Because when I look at Bill Belichick's defense and Jabril Peppers' unique skill set, I think that is a, 
a fun marriage that I would actually like to see him in that uniform if he wasn't going to be a giant. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that is a good a good match between Jabril Peppers, who he can do a lot of different things. Um, man coverage is not one of those things. We sadly saw that. Yeah, we kind of saw a little bit too much of that when he was with the Giants, but he's a good run defender. He is a good blitzer. He is fine in zone coverage, and he can kind of do that hybrid safety linebacker role. And who knows, he might even have been better as a linebacker than as a safety. I, th- I think the NFL might have gotten that one right when Peppers went to the NFL scouting combine and worked out with the linebackers. I remember when that happened too. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Jabril peppers. And it was kind of the talk of the combine. I can't remember who he was interviewing with. It might've been with NFL networks, Peter Schrager, but it seemed like there was just so much Jabril peppers hype heading into that draft. And he didn't like slide too far in that draft, but he was selected. I think after a lot of people expected him to be selected, he goes to Cleveland and Greg Williams has, has him playing like 40 yards off the line of scrimmage in a deep safety role. And that's not the best way to utilize someone like Jabril. I think peppers was probably maximized in Patrick Graham's system in 2020. I would say he had a really good year and he was kind of starting to break into his own 2021. It seemed like he was starting to kind of take a little bit of a reserved role in some of those games before he suffered that injury. Either way, I think him and Bill Belichick, that would be something that would be successful. Cause if you look at that depth chart, just in general, you have Kyle Duggar, who is a really unique talent, kind of a hybrid guy, kind of coming into his own drafted out of a small school. Devin McCourty is still there. Adrian Phillips is there. They brought in Jalen Mills. They've, they've got him from uh, Philadelphia. And then you have like the guys who have been there for quite a while, like Dunta Hightower, who is middle linebacker. Can he still play? Even though I believe actually he's a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. But if they do end up bringing him back, is he going to be somebody you want on nickel packages, usually used as blitzer in that kind of um, kind of area on third down? He's not someone who's going to be known for his coverage, which I think Jabril Peppers can be known for certain coverages. He can drop, like he said, not completely a man coverage guy, but somebody who is athletic enough to to drop into zones and can cover man if you have to in a pinch. I just think with the Giants last year, specifically against like Noah Font and Albert O in week one, we, we saw how man coverage was not his strength. And then even against the the Saints, the Saints tight end whose name is escaping me, caught the touchdown over him. And luckily the Giants ended up winning that game. Who, who was that? Do you remember who that was? Uh, I Off the top of my head, I, ca- I can't remember. Mostly from what I remember – from that game was the uh, Taysom Hill going out and making the exact same or attempting the exact same throw as uh, Jameis Winston there. And I believe it was Bradbury getting the interception off of it, basically completely pivoting the game. I That's mostly what I remember from that game, but you brought up Kyle Duggar. And I think the, the presence of Duggar and peppers on the same defense with Bill Belichick kind of, you know, scheming back there could be really very interesting and something that could kind of scare a lot of teams or at least should scare a lot of teams also peppers is a good special teams guy and joe judge is back in new england now we don't know what he's going to be coaching yet he could be coaching offense but yeah who knows i it is a a good interesting fit and i think 
Peppers has kind of always been a guy who's destined to end up in New England. Well, I don't know. It's funny too, Chris. You mentioned Joe Judge. He could be with the offense. I just went back to Michigan. You know, I'm just viewing him as a college player. What does that offense need? They need electric playmakers. What if they tried to actually put him as like a hybrid type of wide receiver running back? I don't actually think that's going to happen, but it would damn well be entertaining. Yeah, who knows? You could see a, a New England team where Jabril Peppers pops up in all three phases of the game. Basically make it exactly like his time in Michigan where he was offense, defense, and special teams. He was a three-way player, and there were games where he'd play 100 snaps. Yeah, he was he was a ridiculous athlete up there. And, of course, another Jersey guy who ended up going to a Big Ten school that wasn't Rutgers, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but in other news, our last topic of the day, I want to talk about UNC's Pro Day because the Giants had some serious brass to watch Sam Howell, the UNC quarterback. He's a part of the Big Six quarterbacks, but – He's one that isn't linked too much to the New York Giants. Now, Malik Willis, the Liberty quarterback, and Pittsburgh's quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Giants brass was there for their pro days as well. Shea Tierney, the Giants quarterback coach, was in attendance for both of them. But at Sam Howell's pro day, UNC, Tim McDonald, the director of player personnel, was also there. What are you reading into this, Chris? I, I think there's three uh, three ways you could look at it. The first and probably the most likely is that the Giants are trying to get a read on each of these top quarterbacks. Uh, Sam Howell, he probably goes back and forth with Matt Corral for QB three behind Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Yeah, the, the Giants could be looking to get a read on these guys to assess the potential trade market. You know, could teams be looking to trade up ahead of the Carolina Panthers at six move up to five to secure whoever the top quarterback on their draft board would be could the Giants maybe trade down from seven if the Panthers take a quarterback and a team wants to trade up ahead of the Seahawks and maybe there's a mini run on quarterbacks or at least a panic buy on quarterbacks at the top of the draft maybe the Giants could use that to secure more draft capital and lower their rookie pool. <laughs> Maybe get some of those future draft picks I was talking about and make their draft class a little bit less expensive. That, the, that could uh, be it too, man. That's a good point. Yeah. The second way I think of looking at it is this is a completely new coaching staff. And they, John Mara might be invested in Daniel Jones. But Brian Dabble, Mike Kafka, Shea Tierney, they are not. Joe Shane is not invested in... Daniel Jones. He is somebody else's guy. Actually, two guys who are no longer with the Giants. So they probably want to get a, an up close and personal look at these quarterbacks, talk to them, and then compare that with what they have seen on tape and, you know, talking to Daniel Jones to see, you know, is Jones really their best option this year? Or would one of these guys potentially be a better option sitting out here we the feeling is that jones might be the giants least bad option at quarterback but we don't know how they feel inside of that building what what brian dayball is looking for in a quarterback uh, john mayer just very recently yesterday i believe uh, more or less doubled down on his support for daniel jones but joe shane brian dayball those guys were they were more reserved 
when they have talked about him. So I think they're trying to to feel out the landscape at the most important position on the field. And then the third way of looking at it is, yeah, the Giants have been playing the cards close to their best, and they actually are interested in a quarterback this year. It could be. And another name that interests me at the quarterback position, and no, I'm not advocating for the Giants to select a quarterback. I'm saying if they were to select a quarterback, and we just didn't mention him on this podcast, is Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. I think he's uh, one that I would probably be more interested in than a Sam Howell type, if if I'm going to be frank. And Chris, we have breaking news on this podcast, my friend. Oh, we do. We do. Have you seen it yet? No. (laughs) So. Will Hernandez has signed a contract with the Arizona Cardinals. So as Dan Duggan put it, the mediocre guards were basically switched teams uh, (laughs) on the same day. So I guess we, you know, wish him the best of luck. I always had high hopes for Will Hernandez, but geez, he was just a colossal bust here in New York. Yeah. Mike Carafolo notes the Hernandez is reuniting with his college. Oh, well, offensive line coach, Uh, best of luck to him. Maybe they can continue to, or, reuniting they'll speak the same language and Hernandez will play like he did at UTEP. I I would like to see the Cardinals maybe take a step forward just because uh, Kyler Murray is fun to watch. (laughs) Kyler Murray is very fun to watch. And I think we had a little bit of an appearance from Harley right there. Am I right? Oh yeah. He, he was asleep on my bed and decided to get up and shake. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. That's a great spot to end this. All right, everybody. Hey, please head on over to the website, Big Blue View. We are covering the draft extensively and going over all of the top giant news. Pretty in-depth. Check out the podcast. You're already here. Please leave a comment. You know, tell us that we suck. Tell us that you love us. But leave a five-star. Just please be decent and do that. And also, everybody else, just be nice to each other. Be kind and have a lovely day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.